The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome back, processors. We have another preview show for you today. Obviously, I'm not alone, so let's say hi to Rye. Hi, Rye. I mean, technically, you are alone. Technically, but you're not alone. Explain. You're by yourself. I mean, your wife's there. Mm, No, she's not. She's in the house, but she's not. Yeah, so you're you're not alone. You're not right. alone. Technically not alone. We're never really alone. There's aliens everywhere. Oh, but that's for a different podcast. That is a different podcast. Or this podcast. We do cow cow pits the aliens. So we do. Yeah. We do. He is kind of an alien. Good segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm the king of segues. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh okay. First off, breaking news. Beep, 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 COVID strikes again, this time taking down Nick Saban and the AD of Alabama at the same time. So that's interesting. Do we call it double kill in the Call of Duty world? Yeah, that's right. Line them up with one sniper shot. Uh, yeah. I think the game's going to continue on. Because no players are affected as far as I saw today. We don't um, need Saban anyways. <laughs> right. Um, there was a, one other suspension, though, that actually is happening. Our Florida Gators uh, will not be playing this week against LSU, which is a bummer. That was going to be a fun game. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything. Yes, I don't no. think there's anything else really newsworthy. No, no. I was just double checking to make sure that I didn't miss some sort of weird suspension. But nope, right. no postponements or suspension. Other than that game, keep an eye on the Alabama Georgia game, though, because they could end up canceling, postponing. I don't know. Let's hope no one else has got COVID and that awesome game can, you know, do what it what we want them to do, which is be the biggest game of the year, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So let's go to that game. Alabama and Georgia, number two, number three. Uh, Alabama is giving up. Four and a half points. The over-under is 56 and a half. And it's going to be on CBS at 8 o'clock. So, what do you think, Ray? Who, who you got? Um, well, I guess, I guess I'm just going to go chalk, man. 
it's gotta be Alabama now. Do yeah. they ever lose really? Yeah. Um I'm trying to think here. Like I don't see Georgia really pounding the rock against Alabama. That's kind of been their strategy these first few weeks. Um I don't really see them hitting that Alabama front seven with a run game. So um yeah, give me Alabama on this one. Mm-hmm. The way that it seems like Alabama is vulnerable is through the air. And I don't think Georgia's ready to do that. I don't think they're ready to step up and win a game tossing the ball around. Agreed. So, yes, I agree with you. It's a great matchup of just draft-eligible players, though. You know what I mean? Yep, agreed. Yeah. Um, some Zamir, Zamir White, Jalen Waddle, yeah, uh, Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. a plethora of Alabama defensive guys. I'm not going to get into that because there's going to yeah. be probably six or seven guys like George usually is. So Georgia's got a bunch too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so you have to wait to watch that one. Like I said, it's at eight o'clock, so you'll be killing some time in between. Uh, let's talk about an in-between game. Let's talk about a uh, 2.30 kickoff on NBC. My Louisville Cardinals uh, facing Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by 17. I'll take Notre Dame, but I'm mostly interested just to see what kind of response we finally get out of the Cardinals. You know, you're four games under you already. It's, it's time to to step up it's it's you can't just keep playing like this you're better than this at least i hope you are and yeah enough's enough big time opponent number four see what you can do yeah man uh louisville's been looking pretty rough like rough rough um rp to max owens have to cover that but um (laughs) i'm sure he'll power through Yeah. yeah man um we're not that big of Ian Book fans over here, but uh, he's probably going to eat against this Louisville defense. They got some holes. So, yeah, I'm definitely a team Notre Dame for this one. Right. Yep. Let Ian cook. Oh. <laughs> Is that a thing? Just uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. Do yeah. Not do that. No, I'm down. No, it's going to be the running backs. They got a great pair yep. of running backs. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll be the ones dominating. Uh, let's stick with the afternoon games and who do I want to talk about? I just lost them. Oh yeah. Uh, Texas A&M versus Mississippi state four o'clock kickoff ESPN. We saw Texas A&M and Oh, crap. Who did they play last week? Who did Texas A&M just take down? Maybe Florida. Oh, that's right. Right? Was it Florida? Yeah. Yeah. So, big shootout game. And we saw Mississippi State already have some shootout games. So, yep. no surprise here. The over-under, 54-and-a-half. Uh, A&M is your favorite. They're giving up five. Uh, who you got, Ryan? Well, kind of like you said, it's definitely going to be a shootout. We saw um, A&M in Texas, you know, going to that double, triple, whatever overtime it was. And then we had um, Mississippi State against – was that Florida too? Was that Florida who they went to that big shootout with? 
where KJ Stello went absolutely bananas. Who was that? Oh, man, why is my mind blanking so bad right now? The reason I can't look this up, I, I don't have any I know, stuff you're, I know, in front of me. Fine, so, um, I'm on it. But, yeah, um, yeah, KJ Stello went absolutely bonkers, so we know that he can score the points needed. But um, give me Texas Tech. I think their offense is just too powerful right now. So, mm-hmm. um I'm going to go with uh, Tech against Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State's D-line is nice, but in yes. a true shootout format, I'd have to go with the team that, I don't know, has at least something going on defense. I'm trying to find that Mississippi State game right now, and I just can't. I can find it. You entertain the masses. Uh, okay. So let's go to another afternoon game. We got – oh, this is early afternoon. Auburn, 2-1, and one, number 14 in the nation, taking on our South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, uh, over under 51 and a half. Auburn's favored by three. Uh Give me the points and the Cox, the Gamecock. Sorry. That was LSU, by the way, who they played. Of course. We knew that. Um, what, what, what game are we doing here? I, sorry, Auburn, I South up. Carolina. Oh, man. Give me Colin Hill. Now, you want to know why I'm going Colin Hill and the Cox? Strictly hair game, Brian. No. I'm dropping, I'm dropping all analytics for this one. You guys can go do your ESPN previews. I don't care. I'm dropping all analytics. Yeah. Give me Colin Hill in the hair. Hair uh, sway. Shy, Shy Smith. Bo Nix um, couldn't touch him with the longest comb. So, yeah, give me Colin Hill and the Cox. Shy Smith going for 10 for 150. Beautiful. I'm with you. Um, South Carolina surprising us. The yeah. record, you know, one and two isn't that inspiring. But their play on the field is better than we were ready to talk about, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm right in the, the optimism. That's what I'm going with here. I'll, they got me feeling pretty good about what they're doing. Yeah, they're definitely a team we're going to have to keep an eye on yeah. the next few weeks, see if yeah. they can keep it up. Yep. Uh, let's talk about your Miami Hurricanes. Taken on Pitt. This is a noon kickoff on ACC. Um, I don't have any betting lines on this. So I'm just declaring this a pickup. Canes by a billion. <clears throat> you sure? Not really. I mean, they're mad, man. They're mad. They came off that, that, that uh, upsetting loss to Clemson. I'm sure none of them went into that thinking they were going to win, but they got embarrassed. Yeah. Right. Too many, too many penalties. Manny Diaz is probably furious with them. Um, made them do all the up downs, the wind sprints, all that. You know what I mean? And they're not trying to do that again. So no. they're going to take all this anger out on Pitt. Derek yeah. King's going to play how he wanted to. Cameron Harris is going to get back to his 100 yards a game average. Um, Brevin Jordan going to catch every single pass that's thrown towards him. He won't even play some defense to catch the passes. Brevin Jordan is mad. He's a freak. Jalen Phillips, give him two and a half sacks. Go Canes. Love it. Throwing it up. Got the U in my face. I will take 
to surprise me last week, but I'm not ready to pick them. Give me the Hurricanes. Give me the Hurricanes. Although I, I, I do worry about a couple of those guys on the pit defensive line against sure. Miami's uh, Swiss cheese offensive line. Um, luckily, Derek King is a wizard in the pocket and can escape. So um, expect to see Derek King um, utilizing his legs a lot. Okay. A lot. I just noticed there is another postponement. Uh, OK is State, it to you? <laughs> OK, OK State and Butler are postponed. Unfortunately. OK State and who? I'm sorry. Baylor. Baylor. Okay. Is Baylor? Do, do they even play anymore? They're one of. Is that like the third? Okay. That's their second postponement. That's their second. Yep. Yep. So. I was excited to talk about that one because we're we're declaring OK State the runaway favorite for the Big Twelve, but I'll talk about OK State in a little bit. Wink, wink. No, oh. spoiler. Um, this is a kind of a down week if we're being honest. There's not any huge matchups. I mean, but then again, this college football season has been really surprising. There's been a lot of high-scoring games. This could be a whole other week of just bangers. Sure. Or we just need to take a break from all these high scores, all these upsets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this should be a normal week. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about a 6 o'clock game on ESPN, number 17, and the number one team in the state of Texas, pro and college teams included, the SMU Mustangs with our Shane Michelle. Um, Clearly a Heisman candidate. Um, it is official. Reggie Roberson tore ligaments, so he is done. Damn shame because he is second in NCAA in receiving right now. So yeah. Yeah. True freak. Um second receiver they have Rice, I believe his name is. Pretty sure it's Rice. Um he stepped up last week when he went down. So, interested to see what he can do. Um, not a great game here. They're playing Tulane, who's two this and two. Be, this is going to be a good uh, litmus test to see how Shane Buchel does without his his go-to guy as yep. well in Roger Robertson for sure. I also think they're the number one running backs out for the year too. Okay. Okay, maybe I'll have to call um, Cole Beasley to come back and play a couple snaps. There you go. Unless he's in the studio dropping some sick beats. Damn right. That's right. Or just, you can't, guys. I got to brush out the, the locks. You know, I got to <laughs> I gotta shampoo, condition, rinse, repeat. And he takes that repeat part, like, very serious. That That's like a half-hour process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Side note, kind of a little half rant. Uh, you would have thought he returned SMU the first half of our Tuesday night game. <laughs> Since he didn't get a freaking heart. Okay. He got we, there. We won't, we won't get that. We won't start that. No. Um, our Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BYU, number 15 in the nation, number one in our hearts. Uh, taken on Houston, who gets to play their second game of the year. So, cool. <laughs> right on. That's what's up. <laughs> Here we go, Houston. Um, betting line, uh, 62.5 over-under. Definitely betting the under. 62.5 is a lot. And, I mean, you know, 
BYU can play some D. I don't know. Uh, BYU is favored four and a half points. Um, I'm sorry. This is a Friday night game. Ooh, Friday night lights, 930 kickoff on ESPN. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, Zach Wilson has been exciting. Yeah. He needs to be – we probably should give him a little bit more respect and talk about him a little more. Sure. Um, I remember watching him last year with his dope headband hanging out the back of his helmet, dude out there just making plays (laughs) with his legs, with his arm. Yeah. Um, I mean, BYU make a quarterback prospect? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they – Taysom Hill, hello. Jeez, don't even. Oh. You mean the, the the walking drive killer, Taysom Hill? Shout out Max Owens. That was so yeah, funny. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's your personal drive killer. Yeah, that was a good take. That was a good. Twitter take. was awesome that night, just <laughs> ripping Taysom Hill. Everybody. Uh, he's, he's a good football him. player. He's, he's just... an athlete. Yeah, it's awesome. Not for Kamara owners. It's true. Fantasy wise, totally crushes all your uh, yeah, Ugh. yeah, ownership of Breeze or Kamara or whomever. Um, any more games? Oh, I didn't pick a team. Um, yeah, give me BYU. Oh, you're BYU. Yeah, BYU, BYU and a headband, baby, and the new Baker yeah. Mayfield headband in town. Let's go. Yeah, and I like the D line for BYU. Very disruptive. Yes. Yep. Uh, Clemson gets Georgia Tech. Clemson by a mile. Uh, (laughs) Kentucky gets Tennessee. Actually, this one's pretty interesting. Um, Tennessee minus six, over under 46. I would say Tennessee is about to take another loss. Kentucky's sneaky competitive. They are. yeah, Terry Will Terry Wilson makes it exciting, man, with his legs. Yeah. And not really so much with his arm, but he's fun. He's fun with the ball in his hands, no doubt. Yeah. So that's a, a noon kickoff on SEC network, if you get the SEC network. And then all right, last game and then we'll move on. Let's talk. North Carolina and Florida State. Seven thirty kickoff, ABC. North Carolina favored 13 and a half points over under of 64. I'll give, I'll give up the points and I'll take North Carolina. No problem. I like Sam Howell. Yeah. I love Michael Carter. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler. Oh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) Um, I, I was gushing about Sam Howell. Who do they play again? Uh, the lowly Florida State Seminoles. Are they still Division One? For now. If relegation was a thing, they their fans would start being worried. Yeah. I mean, other than that defensive tackle, um, Marvin Wilson, is that his name? Mm. I think that's his name. He's pretty good. I mean, they don't rough, just brutal. Like, I'm surprised he's still playing. For them, I guess also I would opt it out, but I'll yeah. see you later. You guys got it. Uh, I'm scared. But the, of the thing COVID. is, they wouldn't have it, right? Oh, God. Yeah, Florida State, man, certified bad. They need, they need something. They need something. Yep, not this year. Nope, 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 not this year. All right, so that's your, your week seven um, preview. Like I said, kind of a down week. 
uh, it stinks having the post moment. Stinks what's happening with Alabama right now and Nick Saban puts a little question mark on the game. So um, good health to those people that are affected by this COVID right now. It's tough to see for anyone. So, yeah. Uh, this week, we decided that we would do, after, you know, whatever you, most programs are at least four games in, obviously before Big Ten and the MAC and Pac-12 and whoever else come back in. Um, we wanted to do our first installment of Quote unquote, my guys, egg, yeah, my guys. Let's put our names on these people, right? Yep, this is we, hashtag when, for the brand, right? When people hear these names, we want them to be like, Oh, Ryan and Brian stamped them, mm-hmm. they gave them a stamp. So when they flame out in the NFL, it's our fault. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. I'm going to erase my top name here real quick and insert. Because you don't want him to flame out? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's I try to not be too chalky, but at the same time, this is the first installment. Chalk, don't worry. I know. So do I. It's hard. It's hard not to. So what we'll, we'll do is we'll do you do one, and I'll do one. You do one, I do one. We'll go back. That's cool. Um, I broke it down. I got five offensive, five defensive. Okay, I did not do exactly five and five. It looks like That's I have fine. six and four. I have six and four. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. You have the honors, my friend. All right. Um, this shouldn't be no surprise. Some people might call it a homerism. Some people might call it chalk. Brevin Jordan gets the Ryan stamp. There you go. All right. Brevin Jordan, as we all know, junior for our Miami Hurricanes, comes in at 6'3", 235. Right off the bat, you're just like when you hear those numbers, you think, okay, big ass wide receiver. You're thinking Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Johnson, Megatron, whatever you want. Um, but he's got the speed like a wide receiver, Brad. That's mm-hmm. what sets him apart from all the other tight ends, minus um, uh, Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryermouth, whoever you want. I don't care. Um, Brevin Jordan is in the discussion for the top three. He's just a matchup nightmare. You know what I mean? Linebackers aren't going to keep up with him. He's too fast. He's too big. He's got too much of a catch radius. Um, and the next thing I like about him, he's got the versatility. He can line up anywhere. He can line up inside in the slot. They've even, Miami's even put him in the backfield sometimes. So if I'm an NFL scout, that's that's what I'm looking at too. Major versatility. Love Brevin Jordan. I have him on my list. Beautiful. That's one less you have to do. Yep. Uh, let's just get the number one wideout out of the way. Jamar Chase. Not playing this year, uh, has nothing left to prove. You know, broke SEC records last year, won a national championship, the far and away number one prospect. You know, he's six two, he's two hundred plus. He probably gonna run in the I don't know worst case scenario, low four fives, high four fours, somewhere around there. I'm thinking he's not a blazer, but at the same time, that's not what he's going to do in the NFL. He's he's the closest thing to Michael Thomas, in my opinion, that we've seen. Very similar body types. They're going to win the same way. Great technician as far as running the routes. And, yeah, that is a 
Stamp of approval from Bry. And he's got all the stats to back it up. Every single stat. He's got them yep. all. Jamar Chase can't miss. Yep. Okay. Um, I will follow up with another receiver um, that I know we both like. Top three, top five guy probably. Um, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, Bry. Junior another receiver match. out of Bama. Yep. 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 Junior receiver out of Bama. 5'10". Um, 182. So this kind of always radiates with me now ever since we did our 2020 um, previews when you talked about Ruggs. Um, Waddle doesn't have the speed that Ruggs does. Not a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. But what he does have is the catch radius and the body control of a smaller guy. Now, granted, Ruggs isn't 5'10". It's, Ruggs is like six six foot, correct? Say again? I believe Ruggs is, like, Ruggs is about six foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right around that. Yeah. And Jalen Waddle's 5'10", but he's just – he's so springy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, he's a small he's a small guy, but he plays like a bigger receiver, okay? Um, he's got quick feet, which I guess in terms of a receiver, and he got quick feet, you can you can uh, stun corners or freeze corners at the line like right off your route, right off the bat. And then just to add on to that, he's fast, and he's got super smooth routes. And then on top of it, I kind of talked about um, versatility with Robin Jordan. Jalen Waddle can do kick returns, punt returns, like some sort of special team returner. He's got the speed and um, the open field ability. So I love Jalen Waddle. Definitely my guy. Cool. Yeah. He gets well, see approval from me as well. Let's talk about Michael Carter was not a my guy coming into the year necessarily. Not that I was – like saying, oh, I don't see it, or he's not going to be that good. It's just, you know, he's a Tar Heel. It's, I don't, I don't watch a lot of Tar Heel football. I should this year. Their offense is super fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, career rush average six and a half yards a carry. That's damn impressive. That's decent. That's damn impressive. That's very good. Yep. That, you know what? For college, you're probably right. I wonder what Jonathan Taylor's, you know, it was probably pretty high too. It might not be that high. He had like a lot of carries, 900 carries. You know what I mean? So it couldn't have been that high. Yeah. Um, we'd have to see how many carries he had. Either way, I I'll say sub or or above five yards of carry in college. Yeah. You're okay. fine. Yeah. Um, catching ability, fine. Nothing to question there. He's elusive. He's strong. He's not super explosive and super, I don't know. He doesn't have the high-end speed. But you know what? A lot of the guys in the NFL don't have high-end speed. It's not really what you need. You know, right. you need just enough. So, yeah, I think he's good. yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to watch him a little more, but he's full on my list now. He is full go for me, seal of approval. Michael Carter as a senior coming out, I'm excited to watch. Like senior bowl time, you know what I mean? He's a guy Mm -hmm. I'll be excited to watch because he gets to go up against the other top senior um, D linemen and linebackers. So, Right, right. Okay. Um, I have a guy that I know you love. You're actually obsessed with him. I don't know if he's on your list because I haven't played yet. Um, Jarrett Patterson. Is he on your list? He is not. Oh, okay. Jared Patterson. Um, I know he's your guy. 
um, junior running back out of UB, five foot nine, one ninety five. So now with Jarrett Patterson, he's not he's not the fastest guy, he's not the quickest guy, he's not the most explosive guy, but the dude makes up yards that shouldn't that you shouldn't have gained. He's slippery. So if this guy gets hit, he's gonna keep going. I found a stat. Um, shit, I didn't write down who it was, but shout out to whoever wrote this down. Um, so last year he had eighteen hundred rushing yards. Do you know how many of those yards came after contact? I'm gonna say in the six hundreds. Nine hundred and sixty. Wait, how many rushing yards? He had eighteen hundred. Oh, Nine hundred and sixty came after contact. Wow. <laughs> so we're talking about a super slippery back. Um, he he's already short, so he runs super low to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, that any he square and should, that just equals power leverage. It's just science, you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, yeah, Jarrett Patterson, not the freakiest athlete, not the twitchiest guy, but he's just got a motor and he's going to keep the legs moving. He's going to keep them turning, and he's just hard to get down. Love Jarrett Patterson. Reminds me of Maurice Jones Drew. Yes. Yes. Thick legs. Very thick. Dumb tick. Three C's. Yeah. Uh, let let's get outside the the earth and 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 go travel abroad and go find an alien. Let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Oh baby. This kid exploded onto the scene this year. He was hyped, right? Totally a guy that everyone was ready to talk about. This this kid is a freak athlete. He's the new hybrid kind of tight end that you want. He's that guy that looks like a line um, a wide out, but you can line him up in line and he can block efficiently enough. You know, he he probably is going to struggle at the NFL early unless he's able to add some weight. It'll be interested to see once the season ends leading up to the combine, what kind of weight he can add to himself. You know I mean? A lot of guys take that time to really just focus on rehabbing the body and getting um, geared up for the combine. So I, I'm curious to see what Roddy goes. Do you want to go stay lean and run a good 40 or do you want to put on weight and really show what you I was going to say, that's like the big thing. If you can still put on the muscle but keep up the speed, then that's even better. I think that's the you know gamble I mean? he should take. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's he somehow found a way to go from a guy that draft, you know, community was like, this is the guy, you know, obviously the number one tight end. He's exceeded expectations in, in just four games. So, Kyle Pitts, the alien. Love it. Seal of approval. Love it. Um, okay. I'm going to go with um, – Another receiver. Another receiver. Uh, I've gushed about this dude before. Um, our listeners know I love Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, the junior receiver out of Old Miss, 5'9, 185. So smaller, shiftier, um, clean route runner, reliable hands, kind of slot guy that um, every quarterback is gonna look for when they need when they need that catch, when they need that third and short. You know what I mean? So um and what really sticks out with me is his stats. He's been productive. He, he's been productive. Even as a freshman, uh, 36 catches, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Following that season, huge jump. Almost, pretty much doubled his numbers, tripled his, his, uh, his touchdowns. 
67 catches, 850 and six. And now he's projected just blow those numbers out. He's already at 31 catches, 462 yards and a touchdown. Um, I like Elijah Moore. And I think Matt Corral is just going to make it even better. Um, he, he's really exciting too as a quarterback. Yeah. He is a guy that started the year and I, I didn't know anything about him. And nope, me either. You, you've been telling me for a few weeks now. And I finally caught him last week. and was like, mm-hmm, he's the truth. Yep. This dude's got it. Um, so I pulled off my number one running back off my list. And I already talked about a guy that's probably going to end up in my, at least in my top 10. I don't know where I'm going to put Michael Carter when it's all said and done. Um, but he's definitely on my list right now. Uh, but let's talk about my locked in number two running back, Najee Harris. This dude is just like so many other Alabama running backs. He's gifted an offensive line, but that's not what jumps off to me. It's it's not the fact that, you know, he gets to show off his speed by getting to the hole and just exploding through it. What he does to me that I wasn't fully endorsing going into the year is he really has breakaway speed at 6'2" and like 220 and just rocked up, you know, you know, dude's straight jacked. He looks like a linebacker out there mm-hmm. and head of steam, man. He is pulling away from people in the opens in the open field. You know what I mean? Um, he's strong. He's slippery. He's agile. He's got good vision. Obviously when you're running behind the offensive line, you don't require the same vision yeah. that, other guys will, but I'm not going to hold that against him right now. And yeah, Najee Harris, another guy like Kyle Pitts, where everyone knew about him and there's a guy that everyone was ready to talk about. And I think he's just like Pitts exceeding. I think he is showing even better what he can be in the NFL. I agree. Alabama running backs, all they do is produce. Yep. That's all they do. Okay, um, I'm going to round off my offensive guys with um, a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, give me Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, the junior out of Oklahoma State, six foot, 207. Kind of started off slow. We, we, we were kind of worried about Oklahoma State after week one with a pretty poor start, just as a team in general. Um, so, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, he's very, very patient, very Le'Veon Bell-esque. He, he waits for these running lanes to open up. He knows what, what – what run lanes to go through. He knows what, what the scheme is. He knows all that. And that's where his vision comes into play. He, the dude on tape, he never misses a run lane. Dude never misses his run lane, okay? So that's where the vision comes in. And then once he's through that, he's got, he has the long speed to finish those runs once he gets past the first level, into the second, into the third. Um, you're just not going to catch him. He's just right. too fast. So um, Chuba Hubbard, I like him a lot. He's no Travis Etienne like speed, like long speed like that, but yeah. um, he's he's got enough. Yep. And an, uh, another shorter guy, you know what I mean? Yes. Yep, six foot. Um, Perfect. In the, in the middle of the road, yep. Yep. Uh, six foot, I think, is what we a lot of people target. Yeah, um, yep. Asante Samuel, Jr., because obviously his pops was also good. Uh, 
he might be the only guy that I want to talk about in Florida State on a regular basis. Yeah, right. I think right now, Asante Samuel Jr. is no worse than three for me on my cornerback list. No worse than three. He's found a way to make more plays this year. You know, he's already got three picks. Every year he's stepped up. No picks his freshman year. A pick in last year. He's got three this year. You know, showing off the the playmaking. He's contesting passes. He had 14 pass breakups last year, which is excellent. You know what I mean? Especially when you're playing for Florida State, who is struggling as a program, as a defense, you're probably always on the field. You know what I mean? You're you're facing so many more reps, so many more targets because of what your offense can't do. And yeah. he is really stepping up. He's a lot of fun. He's got natural instincts, and that goes a long way. He's a great athlete. And, yeah, man, Sante Samuel, he is a dude. One of the few bright spots for Florida State. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, my first defensive guy. I don't think a lot of people know about this dude unless you're, like, in, in like, the draft world like, like you and I are. Um, Andre Sisco. Andre Sisco, the safety out of Syracuse, junior, um, six foot two oh three. He just got hurt. Um, I don't think it's season ending. I don't believe, but he did just get hurt. But um, let me talk about him a little bit. So this dude's a straight ball hawk, straight ball hawk. He's uh, led the ACC in picks in 2018 and 2019. I believe, I believe he had 12 in that span, something like that. So dude's a ball hawk. He's aggressive when the ball's in the air. He's physical down in the box. He's not afraid to go down in there. Um, he can blitz. He can do whatever. And I think when, when I think of a safety, six foot, 200, 210, something like that, that's like the ideal size for a safety for, for me, I think. So I like Andre Sisko. He's got the size. He's got the aggressiveness. And he's got the ball skills for that that center fielder for an NFL team. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, this next guy – I was not prepared to talk about two Tar Heels, but as I talk about my second defensive player, um, yeah, here we go. Chaz Surratt, mm-hmm. uh, very fluid athlete, rangy. Do you know that he was brought in as a quarterback? I did not. He actually started his freshman year, had 183 attempts, 107 completions, for 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, three picks. And then he was still a quarterback in 2018. And then last year they moved him to linebacker. And then I thought they had his stats for linebacker. It doesn't matter because he shows up without (laughs) you knowing stats. Seriously, this dude has got great instincts. Like I said, fluid athlete, um, can play downhill you know, isn't getting the best of defensive line help in front of him. Um, seems to get off of blocks okay when I've watched him. Um, obviously, one of those positions that you'd really like to have, the all 22, so you can really focus in on and see how he's taking the full defensive assignments and processing everything. But, yeah, he's my number two linebacker. And, uh, whoa, yeah, right now. Okay. Right now. Number one oh. is 
clearing away. So, okay, uh, I was going to talk about num- about my number three linebacker. Mm. Uh, I think he's locked in behind um, Michael Parsons out of Penn State and Dylan Moses in Bama. So, Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton, the linebacker out of Missouri. He's a junior, six foot two thirty two. This dude just a straight thumper. He's not that big time super rangy, speedy um, linebacker that the newer age guys like to see, but he, he's just he's, – um, he's a thumper. He has those good um, blitz lanes. He, he's, not, he's not super quick, but once he gets moving, he's going to bull right through any type of dingy running back that they put out to try and pass block against him. Um, yeah, dude, Nick Bolton is just a fundamentally sound. He's going to hit you in the mouth. He's going to create force fumbles. He's not that super speedy guy, but um, I like Nick Bolton. Give me Nick Bolton. Um, kind of blew up onto the scene last year. Um, I expect him to keep it going. Cool. Not a guy that I'm familiar with, but well, yeah. I'm going to add him to the list. Do it. All right. Uh, alluded to this guy already. Dylan Moses. How does Alabama do it, dude? How do they do it? How do they just keep rolling out these linebackers and they then they're like basically like made in a lab where they're just like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and, and then paste. talk them out of going into the draft and say, Hey, just come on back and just play with me when we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they do it. Yeah, but because well, it never hurts them, it always seems. Yep. Like I I don't yep. I can't really think of anyone who's like, Oh man. Dylan man. Moses was locked in top fifteen pick locked in. Yep. Guaranteed. And guess what? He still is. Still is, yep. Agreed. Playing with a a not so Alabama defense right now. They're kind of struggling. This not is, a real the Alabama defensive line that you're so used to seeing. Right, right. So you he's know, getting the Quinn Williams, the Jonathan Allens, the the you know what I mean. Jared Reed. The Alabama guy. Yes, the Jaren Reeds, all that. Yeah. Marcel Darius, if you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a free agent. Maybe the Bills should sign him. Oh, God, Marcel. Yeah. R.I.P. Wait, he didn't die. Uh, Dylan Moses is the the best of both worlds. He He's a thumper and he's an athlete. And yep. he, he's smart, obviously. Runs that defense. And, yeah, hasn't let me down yet. And proud to, you know, add him to the my guy list. I like that. All right. Um, I'm going to go with another guy. This guy's very chalk. This guy's been on these, you know, top draft prospects, top defensive prospect lists for a while. Um, Carlos Basham, Jr. Carlos Basham, Jr. Defensive tackle out of Wake Forest. He's a senior, 6'5", 275. This dude is disruptive. Disruptive in all that defensive line. Um I haven't watched a lot of him this year, but I have watched highlights of this dude in the summer. And the first thing I see is the dude will rush you with any move he wants. He'll do just a straight bull rush. He'll spin. Or I see the inside rip a lot. Dude wins regardless. And he just got a motor. He never stops. Dude keeps the legs turning. Um, Not much really to talk about this dude. He's going to be good. He's going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, Carlos Basham. Love it. Definitely a guy that I've read about, and yeah. Yes. If if you've got that quick burst off the line, man, it helps us so much. And he's one of the those Bills guys. could use it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the Bills could use it. Yeah. A lot of people could. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. My number one cornerback, Patrick Sertain the second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be fair right now, though, he actually might be the only guy on my list that isn't at least meeting expectations or exceeding. He's struggled a little bit. The whole defense is struggling in the past game. Mm-hmm. So he's not alone, and he's not 100% his fault. So I'm sure he'll improve. And even if he doesn't improve as far as, like, what we judge their defense to look like and be, the guy just brings – he's got size. You know what I mean? He's got the the length with the arms. He's He plays physical. He can jam. He can play. He can turn and run. He's – Exactly what you want as a cornerback, and yeah, easy to just like this guy's he's the dude, he's he'll be the number one, all that he'll be the number one, all that, yeah, no doubt. Okay, um, another Miami guy, Bry, yeah, another Miami guy coming up on the defensive side. Um, Jalen Phillips talked about him before. This is another guy. He doesn't show up on the box score much. You're not going to see him in the tackle category all the time. You'll see him in the sacks. Um, Jalen Phillips, man, he's a guy you don't need to just stare at the box score. Just go watch him. Mm-hmm. Just He's dominant. He gets into the backfield. But, like, especially this year, dudes are just getting the ball out, like, seconds before this dude gets to him. He's beating everybody. He's dominant. Um, I, remember, I was watching against Louisville. They, the, the, these idiots put a tight end out there, and he just get off me. Get off me, young. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jalen Phillips, dude's dominant. The scary thing is that he's still so raw. Still so raw. He, and he's he's going to get better. So, um, Jalen Phillips, yes, I'm a homer. Um, just just go watch him. Don't look at box scores. Actually watch him. Yeah, he's, you're also not wrong, though. Exactly. Being a homer doesn't make you wrong. Exactly. He got a sack against Travis Etienne. That it, it tr- not Travis, <laughs> man. T Law. I, I guess this is a late episode for us. Sunshine football, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he against Lawrence, man. I guess I just want to talk about ETM, but it was an insane stunt, and yep. he he dips that outside shoulder on the inside stunt, r- rips that arm up, and he's inside on Lawrence, and uh, I don't know one and a half seconds <laughs> it was such just... a big long dude he's so bendy and yes yeah. it, it shows yeah dude's got like rubber hips or something i don't know they're right all right the my guy list am i supposed to have another one i thought i can i have one more I, I can i can drop one more if you want finish it off here who you got dude smaller safety this guy's more of a sleeper than anything um, I read, I read his name in a couple articles. I'll tell you what I read. I, I, here's what I did. I typed in sleeper draft prospects, 2021, watched a couple of these dudes, um, uh, our Darius Washington. I watched him now he's a safety and we know it's hard to watch stages at all 22, Yeah. but dude, his highlights just dude's a ball hawk, five picks, small frame, but he'll lay you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude's reliable in coverage as you see by the five picks, um, I just like these these small, nasty uh, safeties. Kind of like a Tyron Matthew. Not like the biggest size. Dude's 5'8", 175. Smaller guy. That's going to turn a lot of teams off. But then they watch his film. And um, 
yeah, dude, he's just nasty, not scared to get, get his nose dirty, and he's a ball hawk. Love, Love it. it. Got to find those guys. Yes. Used to be an Alabama guy, too, transferred to TCU. Okay. Smart. Yep. That defense is pretty good. They are pretty good. Yep. All right. So that's your week seven preview and your first glimpse at our ever-growing list of my guys. In fact, yes. if, I, I wonder how far we'll take the my guy list to. Hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to like add a new guy every week or what? I don't know. Are we going to get to 100 guys? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> the whole draft class. If, if you love football a lot, you just end up doing that. Oh, I love this dude. Yeah. I love this dude. So, yeah. Do you have any um, bad my guys takes, like any any dudes that you're like, oh, I was really wrong on him? Of course you do. But, like, any super embarrassing ones? Because I have one that comes to mind immediately. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people know that I messed up big time with this uh oh, yeah yeah so peterman <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i didn't have him a my guy as in like oh he should be a day one day two guy like i know he's a day three guy but yeah. like what you saw him able to do is he's so close to being a, a very competent nfl quarterback because he is smart he, he can read defenses the problem is is that when he's wrong, he can't make it up with athleticism. Because sometimes you get up to the line and you look at it and go, okay, what am I looking at? I think it's cover three. All right. I'm going to snap the ball here, and I think it's cover three. And then you snap the ball, and then what happens? It's not cover three. And instantly your mind has to adjust. Some guys are terrible at it. Some guys are Aaron Rodgers and are phenomenal at it. That when they guess wrong, they quickly process and realize, okay, I know what I'm looking at now. So Peterman could do that, not Aaron Rodgers level. So he always got himself in trouble was those deep outs, man. The deep outs. Corners just jumping him like that. No problem. Stop throwing them. Stop calling the routes. Yeah. Um, mine was Kalen Balaj. Yeah. I watched this dude. I sent the highlight tape to my buddy. I was like, dude, we got Adrian Peterson 2.0. <laughs> I love the dude's tape. It was, he ran so hard and he yeah. just looked so promising and he, he ran hard. He, he had the one cut and go. He was finding the lanes. He had the vision and then dude gets drafted by the doll fins and goes to the jets he goes to the Jets and he went somewhere else and he's back with the Jets. It's a nightmare. His career's over and I'm so sad about it. I wanted the Bills to take Kalen Blage in like the fourth, fifth round so bad. All right. Yeah. Didn't happen. Good thing though. Uh on a Bills uh one that wasn't necessarily a my guy, but like when we drafted Spiller and you looked at those highlights, you're like, Oh my god, this guy's gonna be a home run in a bottle. You know what I mean? You can't tackle him. He's so fast and slippery. Oh, man, this is going to be amazing. And it looked was okay. Not 10th overall good. No. And that's the thing. He always got a, you know, the value. It's going to hit you. He had one career for a running back. Yeah. 
had a little bit there with the Saints. Was with the Chiefs for a cup of coffee, but yeah. CJ Spiller. Wow, flashback. When we already had Marshawn Lynch and Fred Jackson. What a backfield, baby. Silly. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, okay. So, um, what should we tell the folks? What do we normally tell them? Tell them to subscribe uh, to this home. Yeah. Dude, leave a review, man. People, mm-hmm. leave a review. I'm getting sick of refreshing this. All it says is sports. Thumbs up. I need a new one. Give right. me something else to read, people. Hurt me. I don't care. Or be nice to me. Give me something. At, at least give it a five star. Then you can embarrass me in the reviews. Okay. I like that. And share it. Yeah. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Visit the network website, www.bicbp-radio.com. Because our other show, Crafting and Drafting, is on there. As well as an awesome two-point conversation with all our friends over there. Um, there's a new pod shows just joined the network. Huh? A new pod just joined the network. Yeah, I saw that. Um, is it the locker room or the men's locker room or something the men's like that? Men's locker room, yep. Men's locker room, check them out. There's uh, a new to the just, network. Just text it to me. Yes, just text it to me. Yep. Yep, subscribe to them. So, anything else? That's it. Go Bills. Go Bills. And until next time, keep on processing that process. Go you. Do you trust the process? Do you respect the process? Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. we got to drive 75 yards. All right, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.